welcome to Inside the Helix, a podcast presentation from DNA Genetics. Throughout this series, we focus on all things that matter to the pork industry. You'll hear from our award-winning team of geneticists, veterinarians, animal care providers, nutritionists, and other industry-leading experts. We'll explore pig production from genetic improvement all the way to meat quality. Listen along as we take a deep dive inside the DNA Helix. Performing routine farm walkthroughs are important steps in diagnosing potential problems and the overall success of the farm. Joining me to talk about farm walkthroughs and some potential troubleshooting tips is Paul Ferris. Paul is a technical services specialist with DNA Genetics. Paul, thanks for joining us today. Hey, I appreciate the opportunity, Curtis. Paul, this is the first time you've been a guest on Inside the Helix. So before we get started, let's learn a little bit more about yourself and your background. You're a Missouri guy, born and raised. What part of Missouri are we talking? I uh, grew up in eastern Missouri, uh, currently live in western Missouri, about an hour to the east of Kansas City. Now, have you always had an interest in the swine industry? Did you have pigs back home at the farm, or is this something that kind of developed over time? No, I would say it was a development process. I'd uh, worked on a dairy during high school, got out of uh, high school, went to a junior college, and had worked nights in a fabric finishing plant driving a uh, forklift. Got the opportunity to get to a role on a... Uh, basic starting role on a uh, sow farm and uh, back in 1982 and been in it ever since. Yeah, and you, you took a few years off then from the two-year college experience and you went to the University of Missouri, Columbia, uh, right? I sure did. I uh, went to the University of Missouri, Columbia 10 years later. Uh, actually didn't graduate there until 94. So, uh, and that was I, in animal science. Yes, sir. Had the uh, degree in animal science, and that was that was a great program there to be. Yeah, be and in. then it's been pretty much pigs ever since. It has been. I after the ten year stint of basically beginning and starting to manage a farm back in the eighties, uh, graduated and started with Cargill pork back in nineteen ninety four, and uh, had a production management role with them for uh, about twenty close to twenty three years. Yeah, yeah, and now you're at DNA Genetics. I know you're you're just a few months behind me. I think you started last year around this time. Uh, August, yep. In yep. August, in August of 2022. So let's get into the topic at hand today, and we're talking about farm walkthroughs and troubleshooting potential issues. Why might a farm schedule a site walkthrough or a troubleshooting visit, and who might commonly provide this assistance? Well, I think that certainly uh, bringing the expertise in the areas of herd health, there's some auditing functions anymore that fall under that uh, role as we have more and more animal welfare areas that are areas of focus and uh, customers that put expectations out there for uh, that area. Again, specific expertise, whether it be uh, breeding technologies or uh, other training Sometimes just another set of eyes that can provide definitely different perspectives than the everyday uh, sets you get with the manager there. Yeah, who who would be that next extra set of eyes? Who's typically in charge of that role? Could be your veterinarian. In some systems, you'll have a production manager that will uh, have respons- overall responsibility for multiple sites. Could be the ownership that is getting their opportunity to see the site. 
in my role, it would be with the genetic services where uh, helping uh, maximize the potential of our uh, females or uh, whether it be on our terminal side, uh, that would be where I would come in. It'd be on the nutritionist or again with the auditors from an outside auditing uh, firm uh, that you may have to bring in for a uh, Prop 12 type. Now, as, as we say site walkthroughs or we say troubleshooting visits, is there a difference between these two and what, what would that difference be? Yeah, the walkthrough would be much more of a high level overview generally of, of all the areas of the farm, maybe not coming in with quite as focused a uh, area. Where a troubleshooting visit, uh, a lot of times I'll find that'll be my follow-up to a walkthrough and uh, really where we've identified where the opportunity's on. And, and that generally means you've already identified your area and you can work on providing the resources. And it's important, the timing and getting the right expertise, whether it be ventilation or uh, breeding areas or wherever we're really identified opportunities. Now, Paul, I imagine that you've gone through many walkthroughs. You've probably been part of many troubleshooting visits and, and that, those kinds of things. Could you describe the, the process and what your goals typically are? Let's start with the walkthrough visit. Certainly preparation is uh, first key. You know, if I can have the opportunity to review records, that's always uh, where I want to start. Any preliminary uh conversations I might have with the manager or uh, our site care of that site gives you a little bit of an idea of what might be their goals so you always want to make sure you're addressing or able to provide the value that they're looking for what are the areas of concern next step would be basically the walkthrough with whether it be the management production managers uh, farm managers you always hope to have some interaction with farm team members i think that it's important to have them feel a part of this and that's where you really learn some of your best information if we can uh, at least have the conversations and and engage them it makes it it gives them an opportunity to they don't get off the farm they don't get outside influence very often so i think they certainly appreciate that i like to follow it up with a wrap-up review of what we've seen and and certainly leave with what the next steps or next visit schedule would be yeah and i imagine that you know, as we look at veterinarians, genetic service providers, nutritionists, auditors, whoever it might be, their time is is limited. So what can maybe a producer do to maybe enhance the overall effectiveness of a visit in advance? Like what, what are some of the preparations that he or she can do to to really increase that effectiveness of the visit? You know, I'd say definitely the communication ahead of time is the big thing. You know, what day, based on what their priorities are, would we be most effective? Uh, when can we have the best attention from the farm manager, the crew? What do we want to focus ourselves on? Do we want to be looking at breeding? What time should we be there to see what we want to see, not just get a snapshot after the fact? The more you can see when it's really in action, the, the better, better picture you're going to have <clears throat> of what your, uh, what your goals are. Yeah. Anything else that can be done to enhance or increase the effectiveness of the visit? As far as, like I say, records would probably be the biggest and timing. Mm-hmm. Is there a process that you typically follow upon arrival at the site? Yeah, I would say you need to have, uh, certainly touched all the, uh, prerequisites that they would have for biosecurity that's in that kind of preparation stage of down days certainly uh, utilizing the boot covers and 
and uh, all the steps of vehicle washes and everything ahead of any visit. You know, in my case, I was certainly, I, I wear different shoes during the travel. Don't stop in between uh, leaving and arriving in places that are not going to be biosecure that I uh, even have a chance of picking anything up from there. So certainly that biosecurity would be critical. And as I arrive, if it's daylight, uh, you know, some of these more technical visits will be there before it's even light this time of year to get showered in and get started. But uh, if I arrive and it gives me the opportunity to judge what fans are running, looking at cool cells or there's feed spills, bird issues, uh, sometimes you'll be able to see what the compost looks like and just give an overall outside view a lot of times where's the steam leaving uh, a barn on these cold mornings will tell you a lot before you ever set foot yeah. in the barn yeah absolutely so then if conducting a walkthrough type of visit on a south farm in what area would you recommend starting and and why well, it depends on the on the goal and the focus of the visit. Certainly, you know, breeding and heat check generally takes place only one time a day, and you want to get an opportunity to see that in process. You're going to set it up around that schedule. It could be that we're looking more at farrowing, farrowing feed intake. A lot of times I'd like to be in the farm and able to see before the feed lines run uh, and see how sows are handled or sows gotten up that need to be gotten up or we walk in sows to address the ones that obviously are your most at risk animals so uh again weaning may only happen one day a week so uh depending if you would like to uh see how that process is going whether it be vaccinations and uh load out you'll schedule that around that day we've talked about walkthrough processes so far how does a troubleshooting visit differ from from the walkthrough? Well, certainly troubleshooting, we've already uh, got that area identified that we need to be focusing on, whether it be uh, ventilation that we've seen uh, on maybe a previous visit, and you're picking a day that the weather is right. Uh, you know, you're trying trying to trying to get your most value out of it in in uh, something like that. So it, I think it's very important to scheduled to coincide with the normal flow of the farm you know if i'm going to come in and help with a a post-cervical artificial insemination training i really would like that to be right on the schedule of what that farm normally does it keeps those guys comfortable it's in their schedule don't want them to wait till 10 o'clock to heat check if they normally heat check at 6 a.m you know we want to be in there at six o'clock keep them in their normal flow keep the animals in their normal flow um so definitely that that would be the key. Often you're going to have more interaction with the farm team members. That's critical uh, as you're getting into the actual performing the, performing the work out there at that time. Paul, then what would be the expectations for a post-visit follow-up? Well, I think uh, for my case, I like to provide uh, kind of a timely return uh, on a uh, bullet, bullet point uh, review of our visit. I like to share those if I can with the farm manager and the uh, maybe production manager level uh, guys that I've been with before it goes off and beyond that. Make sure that I've totally understood everything and are focusing on the things that are important to them as well. A lot of times there's things they want communicated that they'd like to like to see uh, see me uh, focus on, and then I'll re- try to follow up. I may have uh, in my 
catalog of pictures, so to speak, things that I saw there that I want to share with them that I'll pull out and attach video or attach uh, uh, pictures that I've got. May dig deeper into the record analysis, and based on what I saw, want it raised more questions on what uh, I want to look at on the records, and we'll uh, do a deeper dive on the records. Uh, sometimes I've taken diagnostics at the farm that now we're communicating with the vet team on what those are coming back looking like. Certainly always want to follow up and have that next step uh, of when we'll get together again or, you know, whether it be a Zoom that we're going to cover all this. Uh, but make sure that we uh, get the most communication post is, is key to implementation. As we summarize today, let's look at maybe some key points or some key takeaway for producers as we talk about walkthroughs and troubleshooting visits. Yeah, I would say one thing to always keep in mind is that, you know, the farm manager's job is extremely demanding and I think it helps having done that role for for that long. It's very easy to get myopic. You are making sure things just get done that day and, and on to the next. So I always like to say now that you say I try to climb the hill ahead and look over the hill a little bit for the farm manager, but the production management role Certainly, uh, now I think it's more like the drone mm-hmm. <laughs> flying up and trying to look above the jungle as they're chopping and giving some direction. Uh, certainly, I think you need to to respect the manager's level of experience and commitment. I mean, they're the one there on the weekends and the holidays and uh, try to be that resource that connects them sometimes to outside input and and connecting them to other managers that may have expertise in areas seems to be uh real key i think the other thing is the employee base engaging them they just you know it's amazing how often just being able to see a necropsy for somebody that hadn't seen it before or taking a repro tract out and uh, trying to really show them where that uh insemination process is all happening try to try to make it to where they're looking forward to your your visits uh you know i know i've influenced some guys over time that went on to work for other systems that came back and said man you know whenever you came out and visited the farm and we did the necropsies and you worked with me i mean it it, uh influenced where i ended up with maybe a trainer for another system those type of things so it's always always good to do that so focus on the people i think that other thing to remember production managers consultants veterinarians owner visits can you know bring that wider view more perspective a little bit of specialized expertise certainly again goal is to make it a positive impact and a positive motivation for the farm crew and it's you know take the responsibility uh, very seriously in that it's i consider my responsibility to be well prepared, bring the resources, and maximize the impact that I can uh, provide to our customers when I get the opportunity to visit. Paul, you've been involved in the swine industry for decades now. What keeps you so passionate or engaged about this industry? I think it's it's the constant change. Over time, uh, when I first started, uh, the need to speak Spanish didn't exist, basically, with the kind of that I worked with on my first farm but you know I learned to speak Spanish uh, in order to train in the native language now of what probably 70 percent plus of the employees that I get to interact with are and it made it kept it more interesting and made it more interesting you know you get the connection with everybody you get the 
questions that you wouldn't get otherwise. So uh, I always I always try to look at the next step of learning for myself and making me better to uh, pass that knowledge on to other people I get the opportunity to interact with. I'll have to work on my Spanish so the next podcast we do can all be in Espanol. Ah, tal vez podemos. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much, Paul Ferris, technical services specialist with DNA Genetics. As always, you can join in on the conversation. If you've got questions or topic ideas, visit us online at dnaswinegenetics.com or catch us on social media. Thanks for listening to this episode of Inside the Helix, presented by DNA Genetics. Inside the Helix is released every other Tuesday and is focused on what matters to the swine industry. To catch up on previous episodes, visit us online at dnaswinegenetics.com or find us at your favorite podcast streaming platforms. You can also keep up with DNA Genetics throughout the year by following us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. For Inside the Helix, I'm Curtis Harms. Thank you.